0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup. In today's episode, we have Julie being joined by another awesome member of our community, Menachem Annie. And he has positioned himself brilliantly as an expert on Performance Max, releasing articles on search engine land, especially about the updates, the way to use it, things that you should watch out for, ways to add negative to Performance Max campaign. So unsurprisingly, today's topic is going to be about wrangling Google Ads Performance Max. Now, when I saw that title, I thought to myself, "Mm, if we have to identify it as Google Ads Performance Max, does that mean there'll be a Bing Performance Max? Will there be possibly a TikTok Performance Max (laughs) type of campaign? Because yeah, TikTok are going to be joining the paid search corner of advertising. So yeah, that's very interesting, but let's not tangent off too much. Today, we're going to be talking about wrangling Google Ads Performance Max. Hope you enjoy. Hello and a warm welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I'm recording from my studio here in London, UK, and I use this platform to share not just expert, but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to... If you don't make it to the PPC chat live discussions, and even if you do, then like, follow, share and retweet on that's right, Twitter with my handle, The Marketing Anu, or follow me on LinkedIn. Just find my name, Anu Adegbola, or just search for The Marketing Anu. I put all my posts with that hashtag, so I'm sure you'll find me and my posts when you search for that. There's also PPC Chat Roundup, you know, podcast group on LinkedIn as well as on Instagram. If you want to see some of our quotes and snippets from our previous episodes, why don't you check us out at PPC Chat underscore Roundup. So today we have Julie joined by Meditim Annie talking about wrangling Google Ads Performance Max. It's going to be a long conversation, so I'm not going to do too much of a roll call. It's safe to see a lot of people join, likes of Melissa, Why Not Web and julia is julia vice yes herself and sophie logan kirk williams gil gildner boris beckerick i said i want to do a roll call and now i'm doing one let's get into what julie talks about before we do get into the questions though she always likes to say which is very important is that this chat is intended for PPC professionals of all levels if you have something you want to share please do we are a friendly and supportive community please don't be afraid to participate lurkers are of course always welcome too so yeah I'll get right into the questions because there're lots of them, loads of answers. The first question already got 14 replies to it. So, yeah, say a prayer for me to make sure that I keep up and give you all the juicy details. Question 1 is asked, "Are you currently running Performance Max campaigns in Google Ads?" If so, for how long and for what industry or product? Kirk Williams jumps right in there saying, "Yes, we run a hybrid of both PMax and standard in most of our e-commerce accounts." And have since they murdered smart shopping. We don't run PMAX at all in our lead gen accounts. Management goes. We take a similar approach. I miss smart shopping. Management also responds saying, as mentioned, we've been running performance MAX since it was in beta in late 2021. It's been amazing to watch the product evolve. We've used it across multiple industries for many clients, B two B and B two C, etc. Diana Lena responds saying, yes, since it was in beta, I think summer of 2021. And Manichin goes crazy how much it's changed. Sophia responds saying yes, but only for e-commerce clients. Curious to hear how they perform for lead gen once. That doesn't sound a lot of people are using it for lead gen, but manichin replies saying lead gen is tough because you'll get lots of spam if you cannot import offline data as the lead progresses through the pipeline. See here, and he shares a link to a previous article he shared. PPC Cindy responds saying not running Pmax, but might test specific product lines soon. But with stripped assets. In house manager, large niche apparel or home retailer, 16 years, still doing standard shopping with success. We need targeting or control, not wider reach, no black boxes. A manager goes, I'd recommend trying smart shopping style PMAX. Also, might be worth looking at social style if you see success on paid social. He also shares a Search Engine Land article that he wrote as in why Facebook advertisers should test performance max via Manage Annie. So go look for that on Search Engine Land. Just look for why Facebook advertisers should test performance max. Mizzle responds saying yes, at least a year, maybe more Ecom clients mostly. However, recently not really running them as Google would like. Gil Gilner responds saying yes, we're running Pmax for most clients since the very beginning. We're heavily in e-com tech SaaS. And Merchant goes, are these all campaigns with conversion values being reported? And Gil responds to that saying, every single one, I can't think of an exception. Caleb Williams responds saying, still trying to figure out how to effectively get it to work for e-com. One client it runs smooth as a cat. Others, it's hard to reach the right customers and get a sale. Had some segment asset groups while others avoid completely. Managing response to that saying, I'd recommend reviewing the product data feed. So product titles, taxonomy, identifiers, etc. And yes, he also shares a link talking about that from August, 2022. Caleb responds saying, data feed watch is definitely helpful for those who don't use another software. So yeah, data feed watch is a good one. Good shout out to manage your feed. Sibley responds saying, I work for a competing platform catering to e DTC clients. And I'd say about half of them are also running Pmax." Ellison response saying, we are running for higher ed and home services. We tried it early on, but it was too expensive. And now we use it with much better results since Google has made updated to it. Alex response saying, been PMAXing since it was beta. We tested all accounts and run constantly in most four major buckets, e b B2C lead gen, B2B lead gen, info products and coaching. Alfred Simon responds, yes, since 2021, early adopter and for all kinds of clients, lead gen e-commerce and th- recruitment. Boggs responds, saying, yes, and for form submissions and phone calls on B2C services, have seen 50% lower CPA compared to search campaigns, getting quality leads to not sure what all the fuss is about, people getting low quality leads. We also have Melissa McKee responding to nope, not enough brand safety for most of our B2B clients, nor enough controls. Julie responds saying, I'm not currently running any performance max campaigns, but I am very interested in hearing from those who are and taking notes. So if you're goes same here. I read everything I can get my hands on about it, especially experiences from a lead gen perspective, just waiting for my time to get stuck in. I just want one of her clients to give her a chance. I'm sure. And she does give her response as well, saying, I'm not running PMAX campaigns yet. Industry, primarily B2B, lead gen clients. Meditin goes, what are some of the concerns that holds you back from testing? Sophie Logan goes, yeah, my clients don't like spending any money on things which aren't guaranteed to work. Lord, nothing is guaranteed to work. Everything is, it depends. You need to test. Some things will work, some things won't. And you keep running until you get that perfect space. When if you do more, you're going to get to a point of diminishing return. Anyway, I hope they give her a shot soon. So they are only willing to spend on things we generate consistent leads. Unfortunately, this applies to trying various different things, not just max. She continues, the main issue is that the learning optimization period is not something they will accept. One week of low leads for their standard campaigns is enough to cause chaos. Wow. Frustrating to work around, but I understand they need to keep a consistent stream of sales ready leads feeding through to their sales team. Who will complain about lack of leads, which then causes internal issues and so on and so on. Menachem goes, Oh, yes. Oftentimes people forget there is a sales team or cash flow issues to consider. Sophie goes, Exactly. There's always someone else to answer to. Yeah, those leads that are coming in, those good or bad quality leads that are coming in, they're going to somebody. Julia Vice responds, saying, Yes, under duress. Google forced my locals to change over to PMAX, so I'm running quite a bit just now. Medichin goes, I don't have much experience with local campaigns. I'm assuming performance is not as good in performance max. Julia Vice goes, yes, the overall performance is comparable. But if your goal is store visits, the old, no longer available locals products was more efficient and had higher volume. And then we have Boris responding to question one saying, mostly e tried lead gen when it was still new and got burned. Ooh, Medichin responds saying, I'd encourage you to try it again with offline conversion data boris goes yep didn't know what i didn't know back then so yeah i hope he knows better and tests more with them now and yeah after those the scurry of answers oh we'll give mike's answers first before we go to question two mike answers question one saying yes we run pmax campaigns for lots of online retailers and some brands since the early days but it took a few months until adoption got serious Julie then goes on to question two saying, how would you characterize your experience with performance marks for the accounts you manage thus far? Menachem goes, it's always challenging learning new techniques, but I embrace change and I enjoy the challenge. So much has changed over the years. My approach is to jump in headfirst and learn quickly. Lawrence responds saying, this is the way. (laughs) Very Mandalorian. If the platform releases something this big, it is always best to learn it and find ways to make it work because this is the way they want to go. Dinah responds saying, at the beginning, we weren't really satisfied with the results and even thought about giving up on it. But after lots of testing and experimenting, we found the sweet spot for our campaigns and now we are really satisfied with what it brings. So PMAX is working for people. Here we go. Kirk Williams responds saying, when it has enough conversion data or traffic, etc. PMAX often does what it's supposed to do. Get sales at your target ROAS within your budget parameters. That being said, measuring incrementality and impact on other channels is more tricky. Casey Stump responds saying, how do you decide on ROAS target for PMAX? Seems like the target needs to be higher than a normal cold acquisition channel, but maybe lower than the normal retargeting campaign, considering it's a mix of both. Do you have to just use incrementality testing to figure it out? Kirk Williams responds saying, we typically aim for ROAS we would be happy at, as a blended rower, since this is both non-brand and brand traffic. And then we adjust from there as actual campaign performance reveals itself. And as we get an idea of what the mix is in the campaign, my opinion, it's not an exact science. None of this is. He continues, I wrote this short thread two weeks ago. I think answering incrementality question is pretty important and it's not actually driving more sales cross-channel than previously should be reverted due to data loss in PMAX. And he shares something about that. And Julie is going to add that thread to the recap post. So make sure you go to official PPC chat to get that thread. We have Gil Gildner responding to question two saying, in general, I'd say I am a PMAX fan. It took a while for PMAX to hit its stride, but we learned how to structure it appropriately. It does not always work. When it doesn't, it doesn't. But with some patience and attention, it's pretty solid, especially for e-com. Managing response saying, this is very true in my experience as well. It does not work in every scenario. There are times where it struggles and you're better off with standard search or shopping. Sophia responds saying, it's the typical, it depends. There are some accounts that Pmax does wonders and others that struggle making it work. Mizzle responds saying, I've seen mixed performance, so it's kept me on my toes. The script to show which channels are doing what has really supported how I run them. Casey Stump responds saying, most of my experience is trying Pmax with lead gen. Couldn't figure out a way to avoid spam. Need to revisit it. As it's been a couple of months and managing goes here are two threads how to improve lead quality alfred simon responds saying it depends on a lot of things i had extremely good and also really bad experiences but the majority is okay i'm curious what the future brings and what kinds of updates we will get and a very interesting thread from question one started off here gil gildner had responded saying yes we're running pmax for most clients since the very beginning James Greg responds to that saying, which SaaS's won't you run PMAX with? Most of mine are too niche still, or we run PMAX with a very limited capacity. Gil responds saying, most of our SaaS clients have pretty healthy budgets, so we always test, even if it's just a small supplemental PMAX campaign, apps, recruitment, security niches for these clients. And James goes, yes, that makes sense. You wouldn't be doing their budget a service if you weren't testing these newer methods in Google Ads. And then we have Dwayne Brown responding to question two saying, yeah, Pmax is like going to the circle or to the circus. You don't always know what is going to happen. It's clear the product is getting updated and better in my opinion, overall still needs work. Melichin responds to that saying, I'm sure that Pmax will look very different in 12 months from now. Dwayne Brown responds saying, I'm sure it will too. Still waiting to see when we get that asset audience report Google mentioned last year. Unless it came out and I missed it. And he tags Ginny Marvin in that. Manitim goes, I'm most excited about that out of all the new features announced. And then we have Julia Vice responding to question two saying, fine, question mark. It took a bit to deal with asset groups versus ad groups and the lack of audiences, negatives or any kind of anything you can do other than create a very easy to set up but no real optimizations, at least as far as I can see. Manitim goes, I wish that we can navigate asset groups from the left navigation and yeah he mentioned how he alerted Ginny Marvin to that. John Kagan goes I'll sum it up in one gif and it's a dog in the middle of an office with the fire flaming everywhere. I'm sure you know what which one I'm talking about there. Boris responds to question two saying I like it but it's difficult sometimes to get used to. Depends on the account and how well optimized existing campaigns are. Julie then goes on to question three saying have you tried Pmax for e-commerce or and or lead gen?" Did you find it performed differently between e-com and lead gen? If so, how? Medishim goes, yeah, we've done both. E-commerce is much easier because the system already has the revenue and can target traffic that will likely convert. With lead gen, the trick is getting quality leads. The only way to accomplish this is to connect your CRM data to Google ads. And yeah, he continues saying, here's a thread I put together on how. And again, Julie's going to add that to the recap post. Diana responds to question three saying, I only tested it for lead gen as I don't and didn't have any customer in the e-com sector. Gil responds saying, we're all in on e-commerce. So yes, it works fantastically. At first, Pmax didn't do so great with lead gen, but been seen to get a little better. It works when you have lots of conversion goals set up, sometimes difficult to do well with lead gen. Alfred Simon responds saying, tried for both. E-com is easier, but lead gen can work extremely well. When we used offline conversion data and value-based bidding, some accounts went to the moon. E-commerce is more about product management, making sure that every product gets a chance. Alex Makarski responds saying, have been. Using it for both. Clean signal is key to making it work. E-commerce is a slam dunk because bots don't have credit cards, so revenue is that signal. In lead gen, you build feedback looks and heuristics to DQ junk leads and not fire conversion actions on them and when boris responded to question two he said that it's like it depends on the account and how well the optimized existing campaigns are again depends on the account and how well optimized existing campaigns are gil responds to that saying second this it has always performed really well for us when paired with a healthy account history great product feed and lots and lots of data This is a key point that Google likes to gloss over. Performance Max, like all of their automated campaigns, needs a large baseline of data. Melissa responds saying, Yes, and this is another issue in B2B where lead volume is often quite low, barely enough data for smart bidding, much less something like PMAX. And Mike Ryan responds to question two, saying, For many, it feels like an uneasy truce, a sellout moment, in that they're not necessarily comfortable with the technology, but the in platform numbers are typically solid. So what are you going to do? No one is overjoyed, but the acceptance level is high. Yeah, we've got Gil responding to that saying when it works well, most CMOs embrace it once they see the numbers, but there are still more some lingering problems with brand creative placement control that would be really nice for some of our clients who can be picky. In response to question two, Ashton Clark goes, we've only tested it for a couple B2C clients. We have been pleasantly surprised overall. Still hesitant to use for B two B though. Yeah, people will be surprised that Performance Max has been working for a lot of people. To be honest, Julia Vice responds to question three, saying not yet, but I'm sure it will come up this year. Boris Beckerick responds, saying I have two lead gen clients. One tested when it came out. I received tons of spam leads. Would do it totally different today for my ecom accounts. It generally does great. John Kagan responds to question three saying, yep, not so much of a difference, but by more than vertical itself. So not so much of a difference by more than the vertical itself. So the difference is the verticals itself. Dwayne Brown responds to question three saying PMAX can work for e and DTC. You still need the data to make it a success. PMAX, not all that. Standard shopping still works and you can beat PMAX in the right hands. Just running only PMAX can often get you average results, especially if brand is not removed. So work on those negatives. Then continues, says, we don't have any ad account only running PMAX. I don't trust Google that much. Understanding when to use a tool. PMAX versus standard shopping is how we separate the good from amazing campaign managers today. And then Ashton Clark responds to question three, saying, can't speak to e-com, but we've tested it for B2C lead gen and seen good results. Branded queries seem to be one of the main conversion drivers, but we also haven't seen a major impact on our brand search campaigns, which was interesting. Julie then takes us on to question four and she goes, I know this question will have lots of answers. What is your biggest challenge when either setting up or managing performance max campaigns? Lots of things. Dana goes, there are many things that can be improved, but I think the biggest is the ability to see performance per asset groups which is finally coming soon this year. And also the inability to add by yourself negative keywords you want. Maniton goes, yes, I'm excited for this. Sophia responds to question four saying it would be great to have everything we get to see thanks to Mike Rhodes scripts visible in the platform. So yeah, Mike Rhodes scripts allows you to see a lot more than Google ads allows. Anyway, hopefully the changes that are coming up will give us more data to work with. Matt Biscup responds saying, setting up to optimize for store visits, connecting with Google business profiles for accounts that the agency does not own. Specific issues around my agency's work email being Google driven. It sees my email as an org and an org can't get control, even management control GMBs. Managing goes the business profile integration with Google ads is lacking much more complicated than it needs to be. Gil responds to question four saying, sometimes I just really like to see data and it makes me sad when I can't. Then I get over myself and just start testing. Alfred Simon responds to question four as well saying that we don't see actual data on asset level. I would like to know which picture or video or text is better. We don't see that at the moment, Lord. And then to the second answer to that, he goes, asset group level reporting happily. This is coming this year. Manicham goes, the biggest ones I run into are how to scale once it's working, lead quality issues for lead gen. Yeah, a lot of people have mentioned that. Julia Vice responds to that, to what Manicham just said, saying someone hasn't had to have a cost of production chat with a client who's never required video before. And it shows these basics are just not for every business owner. Manicham goes, add that to the list. Boris also responds saying, I think the setup is actually fairly easy and dictated. By the product or targets. The hard part is optimizing with less buttons to push, and that's where you can separate yourself from the competition. Management will respond saying there are more levers available than it seems ad copy and creative, audience signals, bid strategy, budget, data feed, i.e., shopping, listing groups, i.e., shopping, offline conversions, i.e., lead gen, URL, URL expansion. Boris goes exactly only because some of these things can't be optimized in the account doesn't mean. They aren't there. Yeah, because you can't optimize them doesn't mean they are not there. Ashton Clark responds to question four saying the big management challenge is not being able to add campaign level negatives or exclusions. Other than updating your creative and targeting, which you don't get much data on to make an informed decision, it's difficult to really optimize. And yeah, gives (laughs) gives replies to that answer with um, the link to that tweet that he just mentioned about more levers available, i.e. add copy, audience signals, etc. So yeah, lots more signals than we actually realize. Julia Vice responds to question four, starting with cracks knuckles. I'm not going to crack my knuckles, don't worry. Um, She starts off saying the creative investment much larger than search dollars. Two, the data set size needed for success. Three, the account level only negatives. Insert violent rage gif hair. Four, risk of overlap with other campaigns with different goals. Jail. In their managing response, I typically recommend starting with the top performing created from Facebook or TikTok. Julia Vice goes, there's a great strategy for an already on social smaller business. May I introduce you to channel licensing and SAG slash ACTRA? This nonsense is for neither enterprise nor SMB yet. What kills me is it could be good product. Gil's response, take a deep breath, Julia. (laughs) Melissa as well goes, all of this just not workable for most of our clients. Yeah, A lot of things that doesn't work for clients with very strict goals and very strict kind of leads that they need. So Kirk then replies to question four, also replying to julia vice's tweet when she starts off with cracks knuckles and he goes i i like this list i'd also add to it the inability to match specific assets to specific audiences is a problem with pmax that's marketing 101 segment a target audience out and then giving them a unique message audience signal fail here so yeah working on getting that like still so google hopefully working right now to make that happen i hope so crossing all my fingers and toes for that Dwayne Brown responds to question four as well, saying for a lot of traditional search marketers, the creative needed to start, but also maintain it. It's very much like Facebook, but we should also ask clients for best Facebook and IG creative to use on Pmax, not being able to remove brand and not getting reporting people want. And continuing on from, I think, not quite the rant, but managing where he said the biggest ones I run into how to scale once it's working, lead quality issues for lead gen. Julia Weiss goes, someone hasn't had to have a cost of production chat with a client who's never required video before. And it shows these basics are just not for every business owner. Melissa responds, saying video is another huge barrier for B2B. Clients just don't have video assets sitting around. They barely have image assets. Gil responds, but video on PMAX is a secret weapon. It works so well. I think what's really different about B2B and B2C, and I was really noticing that when I saw a Marin ad, you know, video ad in the wild today, is that it's really about the person. You know, it's really hard to show the product when it's e-commerce, you know, you, you, you show the, the product, you show like a makeup thingy, you show a foundation, a lipstick, you pair of shoes, a dress kind of thing with b2b it's really hard to show like the product that you know that will inspire the person to then buy yeah b2b products don't look sexy and appealing (laughs) so you really need to jazz it up with someone dancing which is what we did yeah Gil responds saying yes pmax video assets to make dollars loads and loads of dollars so yeah video assets big win for performance max question five which i think is our second to last question of today Julie asks, how long do you wait to judge the performance of your Performance Max campaign? If you are not performing well, what actions do you take to try to improve performance? Gil responds saying, it's more about data and volume than time. Folks used to say, wait six weeks or so, but that's outdated. It's sort of changed to a goal slash share volume approach for us. Hard to explain in a tweet, but lately we've had Pmax campaign absolutely slay within one week also. I love that. Absolutely. Slay. Slay, boy. Slay. <laughs> Julie responds saying for e-commerce. Gil responds saying e-commerce, but also B&M retail. One of our clients has lots of locations, 75 plus across Canada and PMAX actually works well for store visits. We've had these pick up steam really fast. Many chambers responding saying local campaigns. We're also rolled into Performance Max. I'd imagine that works well. Don't have much experience there. Managing gives his answer to question five, saying Performance Max requires the right data signals and patience. In my experience, it can take three to six weeks to hit its stride. When it needs help, we focus on these levers and the levers that he mentioned earlier in terms of ad copy, audience signals, et cetera, et cetera. Danny responds saying, I usually wait for around six weeks after making a big change. One of the first optimizations is changing low performance visuals or copy. Other things people can play with is testing different audience signals. And she continues going, I love to use the best performing audiences in the insight tab in other non PMAX campaigns in the account in an attempt to make the best possible with the few data available. And then we have Julia Vice responding saying, I'm very lucky that I use them for map search in an ongoing way. So I have month on month and year on year to work out success for shorter campaigns. It's basically once the learning period is done, we monitor very closely. And then we have Ashton Clark responding to question five saying, we give all our new initiatives and test at least four weeks to run mostly unchanged before analyzing the initial results. So that's how we've approached PMAX. We also do daily checks to make sure spend is okay and check in at the second week mark to make slight changes if needed. Dwayne Brown responds to question five saying we still see some ad accounts need that three to four weeks. A lot comes down to what data you have and what data the campaign is getting. Like any Google test, you need at least two weeks of data without trying to jump the shark on how well something appears to be doing. Dwayne Brown continues saying the lack of patience and people saying that after a week that PMAX is doing good or bad is the biggest issue. The reality is even a 250000 per month ad account should not make a call without a couple weeks of data. We'd never let a client make a call on one week of data, just one week in. Derek Mullins asks to Dwayne Brown saying, it's a tough to tell a client they need to prepare to lose money for two to four weeks to test PMAX, especially if they already have winning campaigns. Are there KPIs you recommend monitoring for trends week on week throughout the testing process? Dwayne goes, any campaign can lose money when you launch it. PMAX is not unique in that respect. You are investing money to see if something can perform better. If clients don't want to take that risk, then that is okay. And Duane continues saying, you can look at upstream numbers like conversion, CPA, ROAS, conversion rates, and those numbers, as long as your downstream metrics like ad spend, CTR, CPCs, and so forth are staying the same. And then we have Boris responding to question five saying, I usually wait around four weeks, give or take before I make optimizations. Obviously, this depends on the amount of data you are getting, but that's kind of the ballpark. John Kagan responds to question four, saying no transparency whatsoever. And then Julia gives one question that is a question for questions, saying what questions do you have for Manichim about performance max? Starting off with Tim Jensen goes, any thoughts on how or if it's worth trying to get PMAX to work for a heavily regulated industry with strict compliance guidelines? And Manichim goes, that's a tough one. As others have mentioned, I don't think PMAX is there yet as it relates to brand safety and legal. And Tim goes, thanks. That's kind of where we're at. Just thought it would be worthwhile to hear any other thoughts. Would be nice to see greater control over how assets are displayed to ensure compliance and such. So, companies with compliance issues, no go. Sophia asks, what's your opinion on negativizing <laughs> brand keywords from PMAX? Is there a case in which you wouldn't recommend it? Managing goes, I don't believe that brand should always be excluded, especially with smaller budgets. It's a very important bottom funnel signal for the campaign it's not always worth the added complexity it makes sense to exclude when it's using a large portion of overall budgets and not focusing on a new customer acquisition this is typically the case with larger budgets and brands and then we have gil gildner responding to question six saying scaling is a big issue for paymax i saw a great post from ppc kirk earlier today the ghostbusters one which is sort of what we do with high, mid, low converting structures. Any ideas on scaling, especially for mid-sized to larger accounts, so 100k to 250 thousand dollars per month or more? And yeah, Managing Girls Kirk's post is great. Pmax tends to focus on winners. Segmenting non-spending products or categories into new campaigns can force the system to spend. Also, increasing budgets and bids incrementally allows the system to find new audiences without performance. Dwayne brand also gives a question saying, curious, Menachim, doing anything unique or interesting that you don't see other people talking about? An interesting thing to test is PMAX campaign structures. Like smart shopping, structure plays a big role in scaling tons of options beyond uh, performance per roast breakout. PMAX per roast? Anyway, looking at our Notion page on campaign breakout. Options you can test beyond performance per ROAS are seasonality, bestsellers, cheapest versus expensive variants on-sale versus non-on-sale, new versus old. You can also mix and max different breakouts. Zombie SKUs are bad. Managing goes, I don't see lots of folks talking about social style, no shopping performance max campaigns using the top creative assets from Facebook or Instagram. Agree, structure is really important. Duane goes, that is a very cool idea and unique test brands. Try. Thanks for sharing. And managing goes, this can work well. If you have proven creative from paid social strong audience signals, unlike shopping, it does not have search intent for targeting audience data is super important here. And on that note, we come to the end of this chat and a great conversation about performance max, how to use it, what to test, you know, the, the roadblocks for some people, especially with those doing B2B and lead gen. But yeah, I think one great important advice that Manitim gives here was like bring in offline data. So if you can tie that back in, the system knows better how to, what to put, what to optimize towards. So yeah, it's really interesting to see that Performance Max is working for a lot of people. And it's not surprising. It's one of those things it will work for some people, it won't work for some people. So it's all about testing and learning, giving it time to test and learn that the time period that Manitim gives is four to six weeks which I think is fair, but it's really hard to convince some clients to be like, yeah, you're not going to see great data for over a month. So yeah, just, just hang in there. So it's all about communicating and making sure that you you set expectations correctly. On that note, I hope you've taken some great takeaways. If you want to hear more tips on how to do Performance Max, Menachem and Julie will be coming back, talking about this exact topic talking about yeah performance max and wrangling it on thursday at 4 p.m gmt because yeah the u.s have switched clocks so for like the next couple of weeks it's going to be their 12 midday is going to be our four o'clock so four o'clock eastern time for twitter spaces chat on thursday yeah if you want to uh, just make any corrections or you know hit me up about anything i've said here please do get in touch with me on my handle the Marketing Anu or LinkedIn, uh, where we have the PPC Chat Roundup group, or you can just DM me, just look for the Marketing Anu, and I'm sure you'll be able to find information there as well. Yeah, it'll also be great for the long standing members and our new brand, brand new listeners to give this podcast a little bit of a love by leaving a review or a rating. If you just go to linktree.com forward slash PPC Chat Roundup, you will find more information. On how to do that. No even more information, you'll be able to do that very quickly on Spotify. It's literally just giving it like a star rating, and it takes seconds. And just a reminder as well, pbc Live UK. I know you've not heard me talk about that, or for the past half an hour plus. pbc Live UK's next event is happening on the 31st. For those who thought it was on the 30th, because there's a train strike, we are not having it on the 30th anymore. It's going to be on the 31st of March. I'm at 5:30 at the Accelerator in Shoreditch. Please join us. We are going to be having three amazing women who, you know, celebrating Women's History Month. You know, talking to us about, you know, you know, doing data analysis properly, forecasting, and having a good integrated PPC strategy. So I think it's going to be amazing lineup. We're going to do a panel discussion as well to really get conversations going about the state of digital currently. I'm thinking we either talk about Performance Max or Microsoft Ads. Anyway, come to see which one we decide to choose. Finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly. There's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week.